Hello, everyone, and welcome into Icing the Ticker podcast. My name is Louis Pasquale, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Liam Harding and Tommy Fee. Now, we're heading into week three of the fantasy football season, and things are really starting to heat up. We have some unexpected players surpassing their projections, some injuries taking a toll on some stars, and it'll be the beginning of trade negotiations in most leagues. It goes without saying that we have quite a bit to talk about, but Liam, I'll start with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Excited to talk about some football. You know, weather's starting to get a little bit colder, which is ideal football weather. So it just makes makes it a lot better. I'm also doing good. Ready to talk about some football. Ready to talk about some fantasy, some trades. Absolutely. I mean, I this is the, by far my favorite podcast at WSU. I always love hopping on this podcast and talking fantasy football because I, I just I just enjoy doing it so so much. But let's get right into it with some big players that everyone knows about. So I wanted to start off with talking, getting into the weeds, but I think this would be much better for the sake of the podcast. So we're talking about the upper echelon here. Who do you guys think will score the most fantasy points this season of players that are not quarterbacks? Tommy, let's, let's go to you first. Um, I think uh, some people may say Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I'm personally going to go with uh, Tyree Kill. Um, he's just put in an offense where they're doing all the right things and they look he looks incredible. Like he's just been putting up numbers on the boards like it's nobody's business. I like that pick. I'm going to go with another a different wide receiver, though, out in the NFC. I'm going with Justin Jefferson. I mean, through two weeks of play already, he's got tw- he's averaging 24 points. He's had over almost 200. He's had almost 200 receiving yards. And the key thing with him is he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. So you're getting all those points and not getting any touchdowns yet. So once he starts finally hitting the end zone and having the capability to score, I think that's just going to add on some more points. And averaging 24 points isn't something that a lot of people can do, a lot of players can do. So I have faith that Justin Jefferson is going to end up being uh, the, the leading point getter in the fantasy this year. So both of you players went with receiver. That's an interesting pick. I'm going to have to go with the, my clear number one, at least, in Christian McCaffrey. You guys brought up great points. Both receivers are in position to succeed on decently good teams. The Dolphins a little bit more so than the Vikings, being that they started 0-2. But nonetheless, a team to succeed is certainly the San Francisco 49ers. They're one of the best teams in the NFC. They have loads of weapons so that defenses can't just key on Christian McCaffrey and he catches passes. PPR leagues, he is an absolute monster in those. Uh, I think he we saw his production with the Panthers. We saw his production last year with the Niners. Now, this year with the Niners, we're getting the same kind of thing. That's assuming he can stay healthy. If he, if he plays a full 17 games, I don't see why he can't be the number one uh, fantasy scorer throughout the entire season. A player that I really like, he just is so dynamic. Uh, he, he, like I said, he could do a little bit of everything. So I think at the end of the season, although you guys bring up some very good players, I really think we could see Christian McCaffrey being the guy that actually ends up being the number one scorer in all of fantasy. Now, let's talk about some players who have been surpassing expectations. We have quite a few players that were either drafted pretty late or they went undrafted who are playing really, really good at the moment. It's only after week two, excluding that Thursday night game. So these guys could regress a bit, but I want you to give me a low-key and or under-the-radar player that has impressed you with their performance so far this season. Liam, we'll start with you and then go to Tommy. So uh, I think obviously everyone knows that uh, you know Puka Nakua has been having a great um, surprising season so far, the rookie out of BYU. 
But for me personally, the most surprising is his running mate in the wide receiver core on the Rams, and that's uh, Tutu Atwell. You know, the third-year receiver out of Louisville, he's been putting up some some not uh, you know eye-boggling numbers, but he's been doing a great job overall when he gets the ball. Uh, he on the season he has 13 receptions on 17 targets for 196 yards and five receiving uh, five rushing yards. Sorry. But although the stats aren't eye-boggling, as I said, he's averaging 16.6 points a game according to ESPN's fantasy, and he has—he's another guy that has yet to find the end zone. You know, he struggled in the past finding the end zone. He only has one uh, receiving touchdown so far in his three-year career. But with Cooper Cup still on the IR and teams kind of now noticing that uh, what new, uh, Puka can do, I feel like that's going to be Atwell's chance to keep surprising uh, other fantasy goers and. The fact is he's only 50 rostered on 56.6% of teams. So I feel like, again, he's going to keep surprising as the weeks go on, especially as Cooper cup is still out on IR. I agree with that. Um, but also when you look at, look at that entire Rams offense, that entire uh, wide receiver core, it's all super strong and super surprising too. And going back to Puka, um, he's seeing like, I, I believe it's 266 total yards uh, total receiving yards uh, on 25 receptions. I mean, the dude is just incredible. He's put up one of the uh, one of two the two most historic performances that I could remember coming from a rookie. Yeah, and I think that although I'm very impressed with how he's played and actually very high on him now, I do I do think that we'll see some regression here in the near future. I think that because, like you said, Tommy, there are a bunch of mouths to feed on that offense. Um, <clears throat> we could see Puka Nakua regress a bit because I, I don't think that this pace of, of target share as well as receiving yards will keep up for the entire season. That's just me. I'm a bit pessimistic, but also I think a bit realistic, too, because these numbers, these numbers are, are insane as of right now. You guys talked about the Rams. I'm going to go and talk about Nico Collins, a guy that I have been very pleasantly surprised with. He went super late in drafts or in some drafts went undrafted. So he's a great value. I would assume he's on teams. Now, I didn't quite look at the number of percentage that he's rostered in, but if he is not rostered, I would highly recommend picking him up. He sits top five in receiving yards. Um, and I, that's, again, excluding that Thursday night game. And he also averaged 10 targets in a game so far this season plus the situation he's in i think his team will be losing quite a bit so it will be advantageous to him each game script will be uh, assuming that they're down and you know able to use the passing game for majority of the second half then who are those targets going to go to very well can see the targets going to nico collins so that's the guy that i've been impressed so far but we're going to move on to injuries we've seen quite a few injuries which is always so extremely unfortunate for both the player more so but the player and the fantasy owner but nonetheless not something that you ever want to see but injuries do happen in fantasy you have to be prepared for them so who do you guys think the best handcuff is to have at the moment uh, it could be a, a player who their starter has either gone down already or uh, just a, a good backup in general that you'd want to have on your roster. Tommy, you first, then Liam. Uh, someone I've been thinking about a lot was uh, Jalen Warren. He's a guy who, um, as crazy as some may sound, as some may think it sounds, uh, could take Najee Harris's job and is projected to average slightly more yards per carry than Najee. Um, and also uh, someone else who could be good 
um, uh, behind the great Christian McCaffrey is Elijah Mitchell, uh, who as a backup should CMC go down. Uh, there's no reason to think this guy couldn't jump back to what he was efficiency wise in 2022-21. Yeah, those are those are some <clears throat> great picks right there. Two guys that came to mind right away uh, were Cam Akers from Minnesota and Tyler Algier in Atlanta. <clears throat> So Cam Akers just was recently traded to Minnesota from the L.A. Rams, and he's a back that doesn't do anything polarizing. He isn't a Christian McCaffrey. He isn't an Austin Eckler. He isn't someone that's great, necessarily great in the passing game as well as running the ball. But when you look at the running back room in Minnesota, Alexander Madison, he hasn't been doing that great this season. There is a lot of people thinking he'd be a great you know, running back one. And then in the offseason, it was seen more like, oh, he might be a low tier running back too. And then after his week two performance, there's, there's not that much left to want. So getting a cam makers who obviously will come in as a backup. He has to learn that system, learn the offense. Um, he has the possibility to be a third down back who can break one open when needed. And that's going to help out his fantasy output, especially once he gets familiar with the offense and then another thing is with uh k makers is he's going from starter to backup although yes he was uh inactive in week two as a healthy scratch he was a starter for the rams for the past couple seasons so every time he steps on the field as that backup it makes him hungrier to make you know every rep matter so that will also translate better to some fantasy output because he's going to make every get every yard every inch so he can get back into the uh, starting lineup and because of that it wouldn't surprise me if as the third down back, he was also used uh, over Madison and red zone downs. And then the other one, uh, Tyler Algier, he's behind rookie Bijan Robinson, who's having a phenomenal just rookie year and fantasy year. But he also, uh, Algier had a very productive year as a rookie in 2022. So in the first two weeks, he's had back-to-back double-digit carries. Um, and, you know, he should have another one against the Packers in week three. And if Robinson were to go down, Algier is the man to have on fantasy teams because it, they moved Cordell Patterson to this title joker. So I think he, that means he's going to be used around as a slot, as a wide receiver in the running back game. So Algier is the perfect guy. He already had uh, almost a 30-point output in week one. He had a solid output in week two. And I think how this running back room is situated and how the Falcons are running their offense, how Algier is just going to be a great guy to have. So I'm buying, I'm buying what the Falcons are selling right now, and I'm really high on Algiers fantasy output as a starter or the backup. And Liam, I first want to comment on what you said with Cam Makers and Alexander Madison. I have Alexander Madison, one of my fantasy leagues, uh, so I'm really hoping that he steps up because I think everything you said could be very true. I think uh, if Alexander Madison continues to be average at best, then we could see Cam Makers eat more up of those reps and also get red zone carries. Uh, and so because of that, like you said, it would be a very good handcuff to have. Then, Tom, you mentioned Jalen Warren. I also agree. I think that Najee Harris has been on the decline for a little bit now. Also unfortunate because injuries have plagued him um, a little bit. But nonetheless, Jalen Warren is a very good running back. And I agree with you in the sense that we could see Najee Harris, much like um, Alexander Madison, either lose his job outright or begin to lose snaps to Jalen Warren, begin to lose touches to Jalen Warren, which then could bode well for fantasy owners who decided to, you know, use a waiver claim on Jalen Warren. But the the guy that I'm thinking about, or I shouldn't, I should say tandem rather, is uh, Ford and Hunt. 
Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford, the two backup running backs in the Browns system. Chubb went down with an injury, which was very unfortunate to see, but I think both are going to see a lot of work. We saw how much they used Ford in that game after Chubb went down. It was immediately, okay, you're going to be in and you're going to take the bulk of the carries here now that Nick Chubb is no longer playing. Also, regardless of how you feel about Kareem Hunt as a person, he was on the Browns previously. He's back with them. And I've heard that through reports, he's going to carry the same role as that third down pass catching back, which also bodes very well for fantasy and PPR because he'll be getting points for each reception. And I think they really could work together as a tandem. Plus, if Deshaun Watson continues to struggle, I think we can we can see the Browns really utilize both these guys, as I had mentioned. And I personally am high on the Browns. I think that they could do a lot of good things this season. And if that's the case if the offense is you know firing on all cylinders and playing well then we could see both these guys benefit from that so that is my pick for handcuffs but now now is the part of the season where trades took place I mentioned it in the open I know for me I'm trying to get a feel for my league mates and try to make a trade that could benefit my team Um, and a big trade here could make or break a fantasy season so it is very important to move the right pieces what is one player you would like to trade for and one player you'd like to trade away if possible tommy we'll start with you and then go to lean player i'd like to trade for is probably someone like calvin ridley who while he had a bad game against the chief i think he could be top five based off of the offense um he is currently looking at uh, 10 receptions for 133 yards. And again, that is um, a coming off of a game where he was heavily clipped by a tough uh, defense. Yeah, um, uh, one player that uh, I think I'd personally want to trade for is uh, Drake London. So in week one, he only had one target and dropped that one. So he had no fantasy points, no stats at all besides the drop. But in week two, he burst on the scene, getting around 18 points. And he had an up and down rookie season last year. So, you know, that may not necessarily be his fault. Um, If you look at uh, who his quarterbacks have been, you know, at Marcus Mariota last year, Desmond Ritter, who he's he's kind of one of those quarterbacks that we don't know if he's good or not. He's just playing very efficiently, very cautiously. So now that he bursts on the scene and is showing that – Getting the trust of Desmond Ritter, I think Drake London's going to be a good one to have uh, the trade for. And to expand on Tommy's point, I think you're totally correct. I agree with you. I think that Calvin Ridley could really have a fantastic season. Now, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that Jacksonville offense, but nonetheless, Calvin Ridley looks to be the best receiver. He looks to be the most athletic receiver as well. He's had quite a long break, but that first game back, it did not look like that affected him very much as he went off uh, scoring quite a few fantasy points in that one. So I completely agree with you. But a player I would want to trade for is Jameer Gibbs. I'm very high on his stock so far. He's had a a pretty average to below average first two weeks to the season. We knew he wasn't going to get as much work because he's a rookie. Plus, the Lions have David Montgomery. But David Montgomery has since gotten injured. And Dan Campbell said that as the season progresses, Jameer Gibbs will get a larger role, both pass catching as well as red zone. So I think this is a, a chance where we could see Jameer Gibbs really explode onto the scene. Um, And because he has that pass catching upside, as we mentioned with a bunch of other players, PPR, very, very good. So I have luckily I I drafted Jameer Gibbs. And so I'm a little disappointed with how he's played so far. And at least even how he's played, but the amount of fantasy points he's gotten so far. But I think that in, in leagues where 
you know, you do not have Jameer Gibbs. I think that if the owner is a bit frustrated with how Gibbs has played, then you might be able to get him for a little bit cheaper, a little bit of a discount because of that. So I think that a player that I would be looking out for is uh, to trade for is Jameer Gibbs. But that will do it for this episode of Icing the Ticker. For Tommy Fee and Liam Harding, my name is Louis Pasquale. 